0: Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the fairways of life show on air, online and around the world, with the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and golf channels, Matt Adams.
1: Good morning, everybody. One and all, uh, I'm Dominic Scarano. I'm the usually the producer of this program, but I'm sort of like a quasi-host today because Matt is still in Scotland enjoying himself. I'm getting many, many text messages, actually not just from him, but from a lot of the guys on the trip itself, because a lot of them are friends of ours that have been on trips for decades with us. And they're also sending me notes and pictures of Matt and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, So we'll be checking in with Matt a little bit later in the program. He's going to give us an update on Scotland and what's going on uh, over there on the trip. And I'm looking forward to that. But let's kick off today with another designated event. This week is the Memorial. It is, it is a designated event. And as such, you have, you see there are the rankings, top five in those rankings, the top five in the world will be on hand at this event. Scheffler, Rahm, McElroy, Cantlay, and will all be there. Uh, it is a stacked field because it is an elevated event. Uh, you're going to see uh, those top five. You're going to see Hovland. You're going to see Fitzpatrick. You see it up on the screen there. Spieth is there. JT, Tom Kim, uh, Jason Day has been playing great. Uh, so it'll be really fun to see those guys in action uh, this week at the Memorial. And of course, at the Memorial, as is always tradition, you're going to hear from Jack Nicklaus, which we're going to get to in just a little bit. And you're also going to hear from John Rom. World number two, the current Masters champion, he had a lot of interesting things to say, including you're going to hear in just a second here, some stuff about the Ryder Cup and Sergio. Remember, Luke Donald basically said, "Listen, he's not going to make the team." Sergio spoke to the media at one of the live events recently and said said as much. Listen, I'm not going to make, it, I'm not going to be on the team, basically. And and John Rod had some things to say about that and some things to say about a lot of things. Here you go.
0: Well, tournament host. And the history and legacy you have over here, right? Um, you know, anytime Jack who puts his name into something uh, it's going to have certain significance, and when you pair with uh, with the challenging golf course, he makes it even better. Right? I think there's something special around here. Obviously, the course has changed a little bit, and uh, recently it's changed quite a bit, but uh, it still has the same essence, right? That you know to be called yourself a memorial champion and have that handshake with, with Jack on 18 is is pretty unique. There's little things that make some tournaments better than others and those little traditions like that one on 18 is, uh, is one of those things. It's very special. Uh, it's funny. First time I played here, uh, I played bad. I missed the cut. And I think I told Adam, man, I don't know if I'm ever going back to that golf course. <laughs> and he was telling me, you know, you're going to go back and you're going to love it. You're tailor-made for that golf course. And funny enough, the next time we came was 2020. Um, it was when we had two weeks in a row here. So the workday event, I didn't play my best, but I finished Sunday with a 64, and that kind of got me going for towards the following week and, and won. So uh, I really don't know. I think it's a golf course you kind of need to learn to play a little bit. right? It gives you a lot of options of a tee and a couple of holes. And getting a couple reps helps um but it's mainly it's it's a little different to what we play throughout the years target golf right you put it on the fairway put it on the right proper side of the fairway to give you the best angle to the green Part threes are all difficult and you have to be really accurate with your iron play um no surprise tiger has such a success here right you just need to come out and, and be the best and while you're doing that it actually makes you think a little bit more than some of the golf course do so it's um like I said, it's a fun test, and I think that's why I've played well. Well, go, listen, Phil is a friend of mine, but what else is he going to say? <laughs> right, he's obviously going to abdicate for his side, and that's perf- that's perfectly fine. Uh, I mean, <laughs> listen, there's many ways to prepare for a tournament, and my schedule has not changed. Okay, really, right? Like I played 19 events last year, from Tour Championship till sorry, tournament championship, to Tour Championship, and it'll be the same this year. And it's been the same pretty much every year. So I, it doesn't change my schedule. It's just what tournaments I've played. That's it. Uh, I don't really feel any different about it. Uh, I have heard those comments. And well, if he believes it to be true, it's good for him. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? There's been so many different ways of tackling major tournament golf. Uh, Phil himself used to always play the week before. Tiger and Jack didn't play the week before, right? So who says it one way is better than the other? I'm going to miss him. We had a great partnership at Wesley Straits. Uh, and I'm going to mention history again one more time. You know, a Spanish duo in the Ryder Cup, I think to me, is embedded into the roots of the Ryder Cup. We were able to do throughout their partnership, right? So it's a little sad to me that politics have gotten on the way of such a beautiful event. Uh, again, it's the best Europeans against the best Americans, period. And... Whatever is going on, who's playing live and who's not playing live, to me, shouldn't matter. It's whoever's best suited to represent the European side. And I have a hard time to believe that the best player Europe has ever had, the most successful player Europe has had on the Ryder Cup, isn't fit to be on the team, right? So um, it's unfortunate. I will miss him. But with that said, uh, I want to be hopeful. It's a couple of Spanish guys playing really good right now, so hopefully they can join me on the team.
1: How about that? Interesting stuff from John Rahm talking about the politics, the quote-unquote politics of it all. Obviously, the situation is really complex as it continues to be. We've, we've had this discussion many, many times on the program, uh, and Matt has given his thoughts and will continue to do so. And I'm looking forward when he returns uh, from Scotland, we can have another heavy discussion about what this might mean because it's starting to feel feel a little bit like maybe the European squad won't really have any live guys. But the U.S. team might. There's been, you know, a little bit of maneuvering with Brooks Koepka uh, winning and, you know, kind of thrusting himself into the, you know, high into the standings, number two into the Briar Cup standings, sort of into an all automatic qualifying spot. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it all, unfold, all unfolds. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to talking to Matt about it and also getting your thoughts as well and just having a discussion about it because it's really, really interesting stuff. Um, Jack Nicholas one of the all-time greats. This is sort of his event. And every year we sort of get the state of golf, the state of Jack Nicklaus. And this year is no different. And he had he had a lot of things to say. He commented on a number of subjects. And we tried to sort of put together um, a best of, if you will, of what he had to say to the media.
2: Yeah, I think it's probably as good a field as we've ever had. We've got a great field. Uh, the, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it, it, well, that's what you're gonna have. You're gonna have. You're gonna have a great field here, no matter what it is, and uh, we do. Uh, we've got. Uh, I, I don't. I don't get into into, into specific names, but uh, they're they're all they're all here. Uh, a couple of guys had. Uh, uh, you know, which which I had too, but I was back then. I had a wedding or a college graduation. And sometimes you miss that, didn't it? and I understand that. That's that's good, but. Uh, for all intents and purposes, all the top players in the world are here, and uh, the golf course itself is really good. Uh, you know, we haven't had any rain here for I don't know how long. It's been probably about a week or ten days since you've had rain, and forecast not to have any rain. We have never had that in Columbus. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I've used I've used the phrase many times about that. I use it again. You know the Columbus weatherman is, is about 97% correct 3% of the time. And so, and it's, uh, I hope he's, uh, I hope he's, I hope he's a hundred percent correct this time. And cause I, we like, I like, I like dry golf courses. I think they bring the best in golfers out. It brings the best out in a golfer. Uh, it forces them to think about how they play. It's just not rear back and hit it. And it's, uh, uh, you know, when I played, I, I didn't I didn't like really particularly long golf courses. When I played, I I prefer golf courses where you had to think about what you wanted to play off the tee, and think about if you ran through, went through fairways, and think about if I put the ball in the rough on this hole, what am I going to have left, and can I stop it on the green, and what what kind of shot am I going to play? I like that, and that, that's basically what we've got this week, and uh, uh, that's uh, that's good i don't I don't know whether they're going to do that or not I don't know what they're going to or how many we're going to end up playing. We really don't know that uh but as far as the cut thing I sort of i don't like it, but I do like it and I, now I'll tell you why I mean that as far as playing the golf tournament to be able to start here instead of seven o'clock in the morning to start at maybe nine o'clock in the morning and you play most of the day uh I think that's okay that part's fine uh what I probably uh You know uh, what I what I uh, like about it is that the other tournaments that are that are are not elevated tournaments uh, get a better field when when the tour has uh, only seventy players playing. And you're all you're, you're you're you know you look at a lot of the tournaments going on right now, and you say, "Well, who's playing in this tournament?" And pretty soon you start to see some of those names and That cream come to the top. their young guys who are getting the opportunity to come out of the corn ferry tour to the regular tour, and the, the the tour to to a large degree is another stepping stone for them to the to the to the big tournaments. And they make a name, to learn how to win, and learn how to get in. They get into more tournaments. So from that standpoint, I think actually it's a pretty good program. Uh, and uh, how we're going to fit into that, and how it's going to work, uh, you know, I don't know how many tournaments they are going to have. Uh, what do they have? Eight this year.
3: D- designated,
2: terms. yeah, yes. elevated turbos. Yeah, they have eight of them this year. How it's going to be? How many they're going to have next year? I don't know. I don't think we know that number. And uh, uh, you know, where we exactly for sure going to fit on the schedule? I'm not exactly sure either. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, the uh, I, I think that there, there's a, there's a method in the madness, you might say. That I think they know where they're going and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. And uh, Uh, I think that the tour usually figures out the best way to get something done and goes about trying not to hurt anybody. I know that uh, uh, one of the things they're they're, they're concerned concerned about is the tournaments in between uh, elevated tournaments and and the major championships and, you know, how are they going to fare? I I think that that you're talking about the 70. I think it does a better job for them. So well, we'll see. I think that what they're doing with the golf ball, hopefully, is a good start. Uh, it's sort of it's going to pull the golf ball back, which is what you're asking about. Uh, it's going to probably pull a ball back 14, 15 yards for, uh, you know, a McElroy or a Thomas or one of those guys, and maybe 10 or 12 yards for maybe the average pro, uh, the average golfer. If it's, if it's bifurcated right now. I think they'll. But well, I mean, it won't be take two years before they're going to play the same ball the pros are going to play, and uh, they all they got to do is move up four or five yards on the tee because that's all the difference they're going to have. Uh, I think I don't think I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Uh, the only thing that I've seen is that you know they keep saying, "Oh, why do we need to change it?" It's, 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 the golf ball game's the game's fine. The problem is is you don't have a place to play, and as you've got uh, the. Um, they say well the golf has only increased 0.82 yards a year yeah that's fine the last 10 years that's 8.2 yards what happens in the next 40 years if they don't change anything if they don't change a thing that's 30 about 34 more yards that's to every tee shot that's a lot so you yeah, they have they need to go they need to do something and, and and what they've done is i say it's a good start i hope they do something with the golf club to relate to it so the, so that the golf club uh, you know, you have to be a little more precise to play a golf shot instead of just hitting it anywhere on the club clubhead. Uh, and if you, if you don't have, if you have, you're forced to hit it in a spot on the golf club, you're going to be a little bit more careful of how you hit the shot. So that that'll also curb the, curb the distance. But but you've got, you know, not everybody's got the ability to go buy property of the next golf course to build to, to add to their golf course. We don't have any place else to go for any more yardage. Ninety-nine percent of the clubs in the country don't have a place to go for more yardage. You know, and, uh, you know, I just, I, I, it, to me, the game of golf, if you're going to play tournament golf, you really want to test the golfer. That's what, theoretically, what the tournament's all about. And if everybody's playing a driver at a wedge every hole, not, they never play anymore at a six or seven-iron, or five-iron or five or on a par-five, That you lose the... the, the uh, uh, you, you, you lose your ability to be able to test your skills. You know, I, I think if you think about it, uh, every shot means something. And certainly these guys play 72 holes, and invariably every year it usually comes down to who pars 18 or birdies 18 or who bogeys 18 to lose it. And I play in 72 goals, so obviously every shot means something. And I just sort of worked hard at trying to make sure that... Uh, I played every shot like it was, um, you know, the most important shot that I was playing. Everybody said, well, you know, what, what, what's the hardest shot in golf? It's the next one I'm playing. And it's, it is. You've you got to make sure that that shot is the one you're going to play well, and so, it's, so it's difficult for you to make sure that you do it. And I just, I, I, don't, I don't know how I did that. I just developed that level of concentration. And, you know, I, 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 to me, you know, golf is done. 18 holes is not 17 and a half and, and forget about the other half a hole. I don't, I don't I don't, like par, 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 birdie, par, birdie, eight. You know, I don't like that. <laughs> that's not my favorite. Because that's what happens when you lose your concentration.
1: So there you have it. Jack Nicklaus, host of the Memorial Tournament. It's always great to hear from Jack. You never get tired of it. You just never do. I can't wait to watch the Memorial I tell you, I'm loving these elevated events. Big fan of elevated events. Really big fan of any golf event. You know, this week I've been at the Corn Ferry Tour event. I'm going to share some content I've been getting while I was there. It's an old Donald Ross course, Raleigh Country Club. I just, I can't get enough, uh, I can't get enough golf. I don't know what to tell you. And neither can our group that's over in Scotland. Uh, Andrew, play some of that. We got, here's some drone footage of the old course at St. Andrews. Look at this. They're, playing. they're going to be playing that course. I don't remember what day they're playing that golf course, but it is on the docket. They, they, our group will be playing that golf course. Uh, among those other golf courses, you see Carn- Carnoustie, Cruden Bay, Jubilee, uh, the Dukes, the Dukes course. It's just an incredible time they're having over there. Um, when we come back, though, I'm just going to take it straight to Matt. I believe he's going to be talking to someone today from the Lynx Trust. And if you don't know what the Lynx Trust is— And how important it is. Uh, Matt and his special guest are going to fill you in on those details and explain it all for you uh, when we come back from this break. The PGA Tour Superstore is coming to Raleigh. I know I talked about it yesterday, but I'm going to talk about it again today. I'm so excited about the PGA Tour Superstore coming to my hometown. It's only going to be 15 minutes from where I live I live and breathe golf. I know you do, too. And that's what the PGA Tour Superstore is for. It's for those that live and breathe golf. Anything and everything you could possibly imagine, it is just – it's a superstore. It's got everything. Just go to PGAToursuperstore.com. Check it out. You can get it online. You can go to the store. There's definitely a store nearby. Just plug and play. Check it out. Look for the closest one to you. Uh, You will not regret it. When we come back, uh, we'll be joined by Matt in Scotland.
0: Relax.
3: Easy now. Find your happy place. Happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes!
2: (laughs) Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings
4: is this goodbye we've only just begun
2: shop with the pros at golf's happy place the pga tour superstore
4: in ireland golf is more than just a game come and experience our world famous links courses and our world famous parkland courses all set alongside world famous scenery and visit our world famous historic sites and while you're here enjoy our world famous hospitality Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf.
3: It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bees. The Tour Bowl. Reinvented. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm going to go after
2: the
5: PGA Tour. Bo, you're going to need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their
4: premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know, Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time.
6: Got it. 101. Gives
2: you feedback in real time.
4: Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback.
1: The Wiz has really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
3: You can go out there on your own and just hit balls and it'll fix your golf game.
1: Transition on plane. DeWiz, sold exclusively at DeWizGolf.com.
5: One of the great things about being back here at St. Andrews is meeting up again with old friends like Laurie Watson, who's the director of engagement here for the Lynx Trust. And we are actually sitting on top of the clubhouse. Good to see you, my friend. How have you
3: been? To you too. Very well, thank you. How are you?
5: Very well, thanks. And we're having a great time here, of course, in St. Andrews and in Scotland, as you imagine we would. But from what I can see from here for a couple of days now, things are going well for the Lynx Trust.
3: They are indeed, yeah. No, it's um, last year, but coming back from COVID, you know, we had an exceptionally busy year. And this year looks to be trending in the same direction. Um, if anything, I think we're probably a month ahead in terms of the high season really kicking in. So it's nice to see St. Andrews back in its best light and, you know, lots of visitors enjoying themselves here.
5: Because we're going out now to uh, an audience from coast to coast, uh, respectfully, uh, Laurie, my friend, I'm going to ask you this question. If you could explain to the world who is, who are the Lynx Trusts?
3: So we are the organization that was established in 1974 um, to look after and sort of govern and maintain the, the seven golf courses here at the Home of Golf. So we are almost independent of the golf clubs in town and the town itself, but we've got a responsibility to look after it and find that sort of balance between the local ticket holders and the visitor who wants to come and have an experience here.
5: The sense is, again, that the whether it's a local ticket holder or those that are around the world, everybody wants to come to St. Andrews. We're, obviously, it's a bucket list for all golfers. What is the demand like nowadays?
3: Um, to be honest, yeah, right now we're in a sort of exceptional period. Um, I think it's always popular. You know, we've, we've always got that you know the nice supply and demand problem have in terms of unfortunately there's not enough daylight hours 365 days a year in Scotland to kind of cater for everyone um, but right now we are definitely experiencing a sort of ex- exceptional growth period and interest in coming to play here so it's uh, yeah it's a challenge at times to satisfy the demand but uh, you know it's something that we're ready for and we've got a good track record of trying to keep people happy as much as possible
5: let's go down the road just for a second about keeping people happy so if someone has a desire to play one of the seven links courses obviously the old course is going to be paramount in that list how can they go about that
3: multitude of ways yeah multitude of ways so i guess if if we take the old course as on everybody's bucket list uh, there's a number of different ways to play that so that could be with what we classes as authorized providers so those are two operators who have uh, packages that are guaranteed the year in advance that include the old course plus another course here then we have our private advanced tea times which is not the most glamorous name We're, we might refresh that in the future um, but that's our ballot allocation window which opens in august and you can go on our website sonandrews.com you fill in your preferred dates and then we do a draw for the following year Then you've got the daily ballot on the old course so that's 48 hours in advance submit your golfer details and we draw out the same day so you know if you're getting to play and then the last way with the old course is the the singles queue as we call it which is the golfers who brave the elements stand up outside the first tee through the night and try to get on on the day which uh, is one way for people to go i i used to have a romantic notion that i thought it was a really cool way to do it as i'm getting older i'm not so keen on sitting outside all night to play golf um, but it is an option. And then with the rest of the golf courses, there's a whole variety of ways in terms of, you know, you can come and still have a St. Andrew's experience, whether it's the new course, the Jubilee, the Castle. And, you know, even if you want to just come and play nine holes, you're a novice golfer and, and play the Balgove. I still think what we offer here is the opportunity to say you've come and played golf at St. Andrew's. And you, most times you could probably show up on the day and play those courses or book in advance. You know, there's, there's loads of things. But all the information is on the website. Um, it takes a little bit of time to read, but it's worth a read if you want to come here.
5: And I can attest to waiting in the queue to get one of those coveted times. I've done it, and there's there's, there's two types of people in that line. There's those that have gotten up very early and there's those that just said that it walked straight from the pub and just got in the line right there and, and stayed in the queue until they got it. And I have to I will tell you it's 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 a cool way to do it. I got a time that way the first one of the first times that I played here. So it was it was very cool indeed. I do want to ask you about variety now, because you're talking about the seven different courses and just like items on a menu i suppose they all are so vastly different from one another and provide a different golfing experience
3: yeah absolutely yeah i mean we've got four championship courses but i think they cater for all ages abilities you know whatever your golfing preference is you know i think the new course if we airlifted it from this piece of land and put it anywhere else it would be a golf course that people would travel to play in its own merits the jubilee i think a lot of uh, local ticket holders and, and staff here at the links would probably say is one of the toughest courses at the trust um you know Tight fairways, you can't always hit driver off the tee. You need to think about where you're positioning the ball. Through to the Eden, which, uh, you know, 1914, it was established here. The front nine's still largely the original Harry Colt design, and I think it's just a fantastic nine holes of golf um, right out by the estuary, so you get to get some of those water views that you don't necessarily get on the property. Uh, and then the Strath-Tyrem, the Balgove, you know a little bit more sort of gentle introduction to links golf you know firm and fast good greens mm-hmm. and then if you want to get away from the madness as i sometimes call it down here which is you know people everywhere golf everywhere the castle's a fantastic offering on the outskirts of town just uh, you know the west uh, east sands direction of town uh, and offers you know great views and a sort of unique experience that's a little bit different from down here so loads of variety loads of options loads of different ways to play After you're done with the
5: golf, whether it's to grab a pint, you remind me of this because you mentioned the castle and you said the view. I mean, that's one of the great views anywhere in in the kingdom of Fife when you sit there and have a pint or perhaps a, a bowl of a seafood chowder or whatever pleases you. What about dining options and what about social options and where can people just have that coveted great hang?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, loads of choice in St. Andrews. I mean, obviously we have our clubhouses and our catering facilities, so we're sitting on top of the Tom Morris Bar and Grill, which we refurbed in the last couple of years. You know, great food. Good beer, um, great place to stop. But equally, I think any visit to St. Andrew's has to include the town. You know, there's a lot of bucket list pubs that you have to scratch off. So we're we're sitting adjacent to the Jigger. I think no trip's complete without a visit there. Likewise, I think you've got to scratch off the Dunvegan. Golfer's Paradise, you're going to meet people, probably form some friendships that, you know, you you never expected to have. And then, you know, into town, there's so many different bars and restaurants. I think we're blessed with a huge amount of variety and options here. So we're very lucky. Um,
5: You said that with a complete conviction. Well, I've I've experienced more <laughs> that's
3: what <laughs> I think. <mean. laughs>
5: That's what I figured. Now, the madness that you were talking about—it surrounds us here as we're as we're looking back on the old Great Tune, Hamilton Hall, and 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 the the RNA building, and more. Uh, this is clearly one of the high cathedrals for the game that surrounds us. How much are you? I suppose even from a commercial standpoint, but but also on a personal standpoint, are you guys cognizant of the fact that this is a very spiritual experience for a lot of people? It's very emotional.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know. Nobody takes that responsibility more seriously than the people who work for the Trust. You know, I think we've recognised that there's a huge global audience that care passionately about St Andrews. And that's reflected in the staff here as well, whether it's the greenkeepers who go out on the course, the people who work in our facilities, our shops, our bars, our restaurants. You know, I think we all realize that we're really fortunate and privileged to be here. You know, not many people get the opportunity to represent and work on a property like this. So, you know, I think we're, we're very cognizant of it every day. You know, it's, it's a lucky place to be.
5: Absolutely brilliant. As I'm sitting next to my friend, I'm noticing his crest uh, on this jumper that he's wearing. If these people, these legions uh, of, of golfers that love this, and maybe they've never been here, can they pick up items from the website? I'm just curious.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, we've got an online shop, yeah, at uh, standrews.com. So that's got a selection of the goods that we stock in our physical stores here, but also sort of online exclusives and things that if you've visited here and you want to refresh your St. Andrews wardrobe, you can go there and do that as well. So, yeah, that's that's the place to go.
5: Laurie, on behalf of all of us that love the game of golf, thank you for everything that you guys do.
3: Thank you very much, Matt. Great to have you with us again. Cheers. And fun.
5: We'll be back with more. Boeing Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern lower peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation package's elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boeing Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time.
1: Got it. One zero one.
2: Gives you feedback in real time.
4: Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback.
1: The Wiz, are really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
3: You can go out there on your own and just hit balls and it'll fix your golf game.
1: Transition on plane. The Wiz, sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com.
3: Relax. Easy now. Find your happy, place. your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes!
2: <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings.
5: Is this goodbye? We've only just
2: begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour
5: Superstore. Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary 3-in-1 design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart. The decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today welcome back to the show on this wednesday
1: morning pretty cool to hear from matt thank you very much to the st andrews links trust and obviously everything going on over there in scotland the st andrews golf travel group um graham dawson his whole team they're just the absolute best i know they're having a blast out there and hopefully that was sort of educational for you on the links trust i know even some of that stuff i didn't know uh, it's a little different over there and um they have a lot of courses under their umbrella, including this, the old course, which is just – there's just no words. There's just no words. The LPGA is in New Jersey this week at Liberty National for the inaugural Mizuho Americas Open, which is a pretty interesting event. It's a big-time event. A lot of big names are going to be in the field, but interestingly enough, Michelle Wee West is going to be, or she is, I should say, sort of the tournament host this week. And she's actually recently announced, she's going to be playing, I believe, for the first time in a year or two uh, at the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach this year, she announced. Uh, so she was here on hand yesterday. She met with the media sort of as the host and answered a number of questions on a number of subjects, and we thought we'd share that with you guys.
6: Yeah, it's uh, it's been a dream dream come true for me. It's always something that I've you know dreamt of doing since I was a, you know a little girl since I was a junior um, and just so so honored that Mizuho Americas has asked me to be the host of this event uh, you know something that I thought would happen 10 20 years from now but um, you know it happened so fast and uh, it's it's amazing and Mizuho Americas has been an amazing partner this week has been unbelievable and I can't believe it's here thank you all for being here um, it's it's going to be an amazing week yeah, um, that was something that Mizuho and I really aligned on super early on. You know, they wanted to make this event um, be elevated. Um, they want their their pillars in their own company is to, you know, um, empower women and to advance the next generation. And that's exactly what we're doing here at Mizuho Americas Open. Um, we're elevating the women. We're empowering them. Um, We're also advancing the next generation with the top 24 AJGA juniors in the field, and that's something that is, you know, super near and dear to my heart, Um, because as you all know, I've played in LPGA events um, since I was 12, 13, so I was in their shoes being inside the ropes with these girls, and um, it changed my life, and I think this week will, you know, change a lot of lives, and, you know, it's one thing for you know, girls to watch, you know, other women on the TV. It's another thing to watch them in person outside the ropes. And it's a whole nother thing for young women to watch other women um, inside the ropes competing with alongside them. And um, it's going to be an amazing week. Um, Mizuho... Um, is very passionate about elevating the women's game. Um, you know the steps that they have made this week, um, paying for everyone's room in New York City, doing the ferry system just like you know how the PGA Tour does it, and then also incorporating the AJGA girls. Um, you know it's just it's just incredible. It's um, honestly so much fun since I've you know stepped away from playing. I've really gotten to spend you know the time. That I have um, really doing things I'm passionate about, and you know I'm really passionate about the LPGA. I'm really passionate about um, you know junior girls. I'm really passionate about. You know making golf a better place for everyone and it's just been so amazing to actually have the time to focus on those things um but also have the opportunity like with mizuho and this event um you know to do to actually put things in action and not just dream about it think about it but actually make all these big dreams into actionable items and to have a partner like mizuho that believes in the exact same thing. And, you know, it's just fun to brainstorm with a company, you know, that 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 aligns so, you know, closely to you. Um, I remember in our, you know, one of our first meetings, uh, you know, we were talking about venues, um, being at Liberty National. Mizuho wanted to have an iconic event, um, and the only place we could think about was Liberty National. But we also were like, okay, we're so close to New York City, you know, hotel rooms are so expensive. And, you know, it's been... <laughs> Really fun, um, you know, to have Mizoho be like, okay, you know, we'll pay for everyone's room. Um, and you know, I know that may not seem like a big deal to a lot of people, but for female athletes like myself, it's a huge deal. The amount of um, money that we invest into every single week um, is a lot, and I think this week it just eases it a little bit for the players. And I think um, you know, the players are being treated like how. They always should be, and hopefully will create a ripple effect for other events. To this tour. Oh, I've said this so many times. Um, venues, and I will say it for anyone that will listen, venues are so incredibly important in elevating um, the women's game. Uh, and I think the reason is, is that people want to be able to recognize the courses that we play. Um, you know, it's... People, I mean, I think that's why the Masters is one of the most highly watched sporting events. It's because the spectators, even though many of them have never played it, they can they memorized every single shot that Tiger has ever played on that golf course, that Phil has ever played on that golf course, and they know, they know that when someone tees off, that you know they they can they know exactly when they watch the LPGA tour. And let's say we play a golf course that people don't recognize, you know, it's just it's hard to get highly invest in it you know we um you know mizzou america's open being here at Liberty national the president's cup was here northern trust people recognize this golf course and that is so important in you know getting new fans um and that's how you grow the game grow the purses and that's how we um eventually will close the pay gap yeah no i mean she is a rock star um she has literally won I mean, every single thing that she could have won. So this is a very natural step for her. I think um, she spent more time um, being world number one than I think more weeks that I stayed an amateur. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm incredibly proud of her. Um, You know, I think it's just so great to see how much she's loving Stanford as well. It seems like the team dynamic is um, so great. Um, I've spent a lot of time talking with her about Um, you know finishing her degree I'm so proud that she's decided to do that Um, and hopefully you know she'll get her degree as well Um, but she's loving school she's loving it Um, and I think she's gonna do great I think she's gonna transition great she's played the US Open she's played a couple big events Um, but I always know that you know debut week is um, you know always nerve-wracking I very vividly remember mine. <laughs> Didn't turn out the way. I hope so. Uh, hopefully, it will go better for um, this week. Um, but yeah, no, I think she's going to do great. Um, I think you know she is a, a rock star, and I cannot wait to see what she does on tour. Uh, yeah, practice. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> uh, I did actually did a nice range session on Sunday here. The range is very nice. I can personally attest to that. Um, but yeah, I played the back nine at Pebble. Still have yet to play the front nine. Um, back nine was great though. Uh, it's a it's Pebble Beach is a special golf course. It's it's really cool. It's just breathtaking. First off, but also the little, um, you know, kooky little features on the golf course I think are so cool. Um, And so iconic. You know, every time you just go there, you're just like, wow. It just takes your breath away. Um, But, yeah, in terms of practice, I'm definitely starting to ramp it up. Uh, (laughs) Obviously, this week is a busy week for me. Um, So starting next week, it'll be in full swing.
1: Okay, some other news. This is interesting. I want to get in this with you guys. I wanted to read this story, or at least portions of this story, because it's insane. Uh, This is from Rex Hoggard at Golf Channel. Dot com, you can find this. So we're going to see Brant Snedeker this week at the Memorial. And it's been a long time since we've seen Brant Snedeker. I mean, he's been really battling a lot, of, a lot of injuries. And he's had a lot of setbacks. And he's had a number of surgical procedures. But what he most recently had done is absolutely mind-blowing. And I just want to read a couple of quotes for you from this piece from Rex Hoggard. Just to give you a sense of what's going on here. The technical this is from the piece. The technical term for the surgery that returned Snedeker to the tour is manubrium joint stabilization. But it's nearly impossible to find any research on the procedure, and that's by design. Snedeker said, quote, he's a genius, he said of the surgeon who performed the procedure. He didn't write any literature down the first time he performed the surgery because he didn't want anybody to know that he did it and he didn't want to do it again. The he is Dr. Burton Elrod of Tennessee. He's an orthopedic and a sports medicine surgeon. He made medical history in the early 2000s when he performed this procedure that I'm talking about on Brant Snedeker. He performed it first and for the only time up to this point on former NFL player, Steve McNair. So basically this doctor said, listen, I'm not going to do it, okay? And Seneca said, come on. You got to do it. I need your help. You got to do it. And he essentially convinced this doctor to do the surgery. And I'm going to try to do my best to explain what the surgery is. But basically what they do is he had to have a bone trans- – this is a quote from Snedeker. He had to have a bone transplant doctor in the operating Room. He had to have a thoracic surgeon also in the operating room, and it took two months to get clearance from the hospital to even do the sur- the surgery. So, it, basically, what they did is they took a uh, they took a bone essentially from his hip and broke his sternum and then fused it into the center of his sternum, his sternum, because he's been having sort of uh, mobility issues and limitations in his chest, in his sternum, sort of a weak sternum, I guess you could call it. And he he had a chunk of his hip bone taken out and put into his sternum. This is insane, people. Are you Are you listening to what? He says, my chest was cut wide open and the sternum was broken and put back together. I was still in some pain, he said. You think? <laughs> so the first six weeks was rough on him. There's a six-inch scar in his, his chest. It took weeks before he was allowed to hit golf balls. But essentially what this comes down to is he is now hitting golf balls for the first time in who knows how long, relatively pain-free. So I'm very happy for Brandt Snedeker. This is great news. Obviously, he's going to be rusty. Uh, but hopefully this is the start of something good. I mean, I, he's a multiple-time PGA Tour winner. He, he was at one time a big, big-time player on the PGA Tour. and It would be great to see him come back to form and see him out there with the guys. So we'll see how he performs this week, but I'm happy to see him back. Another player that we're going to see back in action is Daniel Berger. We haven't seen him in, what, maybe a year? He has announced he's going to be it up uh, for competition in the first time in, I don't even know, I think it's 300-something-plus days. He's going to be playing in one of the U.S. Open uh, final qualifying events to try and get into the US open. I mean, he's fallen from inside the top twenty five in the world down outside one thirty something at this point. And he's had some really severe back problems that he's been dealing with. And he said, you know, quote, it doesn't feel perfect, but it's not career ending. And uh, you know, he, he took time off, but he's coming back with nothing. And he gets it. It's part of the game. You've got to earn everything. When I come back, I'll come back with a fire in my belly. I'm I'll enjoy the challenge. And I'd like to get back to where I was. So fingers crossed that things are looking up for Daniel Berger. He was, again, one of the game's biggest, brightest, youngest stars. So it would be great to see him in action. It would be great to see him at the top of the leaderboard uh, again. I would love to see that. So before we wrap up today, what I wanted to very quickly do is uh, get you guys caught up with what I was doing yesterday, which was I was at the Corn Ferry Tour event that I've been talking about, the UNC Health Championship, uh, which is out – Uh, in Raleigh, at the Raleigh Country Club, uh, in downtown Raleigh. It's really right in the heart of everything. And it's an old Donald Ross course. It's actually the last Donald Ross course ever. That's the last course he designed, which is crazy, 1948. So there's really a lot of history at this place. It's a new venue for this golf tournament. So what I did is I went out there. I, I conducted a couple of interviews. I spoke uh, first with uh, Brian Crusoe, who is the tournament director, who, who sort of talked a little bit of, about how this event came together with the rebranding and the change of venue. As promised, everyone, I'm live here at this week's Corn Ferry Tour event, the UNC Health Championship with Brian Crusoe. Brian, how you doing?
4: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome. Of course. I appreciate you're the man that makes it all happen, right?
4: Well, I'm, I'm one of the people, but we've got a, a large team from uh, from UNC Health and a lot of other people involved in making this happen. It's a, a big operation.
1: So this was the Rex Hospital open for years. And now it's the UNC Health Championship. It's been rebranded a little bit. And we have a new venue. Behind me is the 10th tee at the Raleigh Country Club in downtown Raleigh. It is Donald Ross's last golf course. He designed it in 1948. This is an incredible venue. Uh, Can you talk a little bit, uh, Brian, about how – I don't know how much you're willing to reveal, but how this venue got picked as the next venue, um, what it's been like during the transition from sort of changing the branding – and how that process took over, and do you know how much longer you're planning on being at this venue?
4: Yeah, definitely. So I've been involved with the tournament for, for many years, over a decade, and the tournament had been at Wakefield since 2005, so 18 years. Um, and we had a lot of great tournaments there and raised a lot of money for charity. Um, it was a great venue, and a lot of good people up there helped us make that happen. Um, McConnell Golf uh, operates that property as well, uh, as as they do here um, at Raleigh Country Club. so. Uh, through the pandemic, and and afterwards, we were evaluating the tournament and thinking about the future, and we're always trying to make a better event, make a more inclusive event, a more convenient uh, tournament that everyone in our city can enjoy. And so this was really a natural fit uh, with McConnell Golf and John McConnell being great partners. Uh, we came out here and looked around and met with the PGA Tour, and this is really a special facility. Like you mentioned, it's a Donald Ross golf course. Um, it has history, it has um, great views that you can see behind me. And it's also more convenient to downtown, to south, south of the city, to all areas, really, for our teammates and for spectators that want to come enjoy the tournament. So this course has a lot of advantages. I think fans will really enjoy being out here. You can get around easily. You can see a lot of action. Um, and our sponsors, I think, will enjoy the convenience to downtown and, and all of those things. So this course is ranked in the top 20 in the state and the top couple in the in, in the triangle. Um, and I think the players are really going to enjoy it. So it, it just ticks all the boxes for hosting an exciting um, event that's convenient for everybody to come enjoy, whether you're into golf or not.
1: And it's a wonderful course to walk if you're coming with family or friends or anybody because it's a Donna Ross course, right? And it's an older style golf course. So the greens lead to the tees. It's all right in front of you. There's not as many cart paths and walking a half mile in between holes. So it's a great, great uh, uh, venue to have an event like this. It is an event, isn't it? There's a lot going on this week. I know we're going to be talking to players this week about sort of a first tee event that they have that's going on, that's going to be happening on Tuesday night. Talk a little bit about what goes into putting together the week because it's really a week of events. There's a lot going on here. It's not just a golf tournament.
4: Correct. Yeah, it is an all-week event. Uh, We start today. We open up to the public at 1 p.m for for youth um, youth and their parents to come enjoy the practice rounds which are happening behind us uh, so we have a partner in drive crushing shack. it,
1: by the way <laughs> yeah i've been it, sitting here waiting for brian for 10 minutes this is a 438 <laughs> yard par 4 10th hole they i swear to god they're almost reaching the green it's yeah. it's bananas out here on the corn Ferry door <laughs> they hit
4: it a long way so this is something new we're doing today with the youth afternoon presented by drive shack where uh we've never been open for practice rounds for the public so that happens today people can park at um the athletic complex at 1201 Uh, sunnybrook to come out today i don't know when this goes well live for people to see but if it's today they can come out this afternoon and enjoy that Um, and tomorrow we have a pro-am where sponsors have um, purchased a team to play with two professionals so they'll actually get to play the course and that's an all-day event uh, tomorrow as well and then like you said thursday we open up to the public Uh, we're open thursday through sunday bright and early they play all day thursday and friday and we have 156 professionals competing so it's a big time event uh, they all bring their caddies. We've got over 600 volunteers wow. that have registered to help out and, and make this a special event and help raise money for, for some of our community partners. And uh, action will be all day Thursday. You know, we've got uh, 7 a.m. 645 will be the first tea time. So... After work, anytime people want to come out, they'll be able to enjoy some golf. Uh, you mentioned being able to get around. You can see from one end of the property to the other. It's, it's easy to walk through and uh, see, see a lot of golf. So it's uh, it's, it's a big undertaking. Um, but we've, we've created an environment here I think that people are really going to enjoy, and we have a couple public venues that people can go into Uh, At no additional cost, the Tito's Stillhouse on 17 sits right on the 17th green. Um, Great viewing point. On 15, we have an R&D brewing uh, platform that's also open to the public at no extra charge. That sits up and you can see four. Did I
1: read something about food trucks, too?
4: Yeah. uh, Empire (laughs) Eats is doing our concessions this (laughs) year. That's good stuff. And uh, and our catering. So everybody knows Empire Eats. They're going to be featuring some of their... Uh, favorite menu items from City and uh, the pits, Raleigh Times and Gravy, so people can enjoy that uh, component of the tournament, which we haven't had uh, in the past either.
1: That's awesome. And, and let me tell you something. Coming to a Corn Fairy Tour event is, honestly, it's kind of more fun than going to a PGA Tour event. There's a couple reasons why, at least in my opinion. One, the players are more aggressive. There's more birdies. These guys are, are trying to secure their PGA Tour card. They're going after it. And the other thing is I've, I have found, at least in my experience over the years, the players are a little bit more interactive. Sure. They'll talk to the kids. They'll sign autographs. They 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 know what this is all about, growing the game and everything. So, I mean, I'm sure that the the, the time you spent with the pros that, that come through the tournament over the years has been an ex- – it's, it's like a really positive experience.
4: It is. I mean, these guys are great guys. They're um, – first, I mean, their quality of play, these are top, top world-class professionals. These are guys that are half a stroke from – Being on the PGA Tour, and every year, um, thirty guys will graduate from this tour and play on the PGA Tour. So you know, we say you may not recognize all the names here now, but you will see these players next year winning and playing on the PGA Tour, which is pretty neat. And a lot of them are younger guys. You know, they're fresh out of college or they're, they're early in their career. So they don't have giant egos or uh, these things. They're willing to interact with people and they're good guys. They're young, the majority of them. Um, so they're fun to be around and they're very aggressive players. They're, they're really going for it. They're they're, this is their chance to make it in the big-time world of professional golf and get to the PGA Tour. So they're they're fun to be around. They're exciting to watch. Uh, they're great with interacting with the kids. Um, but make mo- no mistake, I mean, these are world-class professionals.
1: Oh, without a doubt they are. Listen, Brian, thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's a huge week for you. you got about 50 million things to do, more important than what he's doing with me right now. Uh, we're looking forward to the tournament this week.
4: Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, we appreciate you getting the word out about this new event. It's going to be special.
1: Absolutely. I also had the chance to speak with a player in the field. Troy Taylor the second. Important notation there, the second because his father was a big-time athlete at Ohio State and this is this is the son. And he well he's still an amateur. He just graduated from Michigan State. He's going to remain an amateur. He'll talk about it because he's trying to get into the US amateur one more time and see how he can do there before he turns pro. But he's playing on a sponsor's invite. He's got a very bright future. And I just wanted to give you guys a chance to meet this young man. We're joined now by Troy Taylor II, an important distinction, because your father was sort of a famous Ohio State athlete. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is you are a Michigan State alum. Yes, is I Is that an issue?
7: No, he lo- he loves Michigan State. It was weird that you said Michigan State alum. It went by so fast, but yes, Michigan State alum. Because you
1: are, you are graduated now, yes? Yes, sir. So one of the things that I love here, we're here again at the Corn Ferry Tour, this stop this week. This is in North Carolina. The beautiful Raleigh Country Club is right behind us. We're at the UNC Health Championship, and Troy is in the field. One of the cool things about the Corn Ferry Tour is guys like him. Up-and-comers, coming out of college. You, I don't, you're not a professional yet. Are you, no, sir. Are you planning to turn pro?
7: I will turn pro at the end of the summer.
1: So you're going to try and get in the USAM?
7: Yes, sir. Okay, yep, cool. One more, so this, one more go at the USAM. This AM. is
1: perfect. So you were, I believe, atop the APGA Collegiate Rankings which is a really, really cool story, and it also gives you access to events like this. You are, I believe, our sponsored in fight this week and still technically an amateur. Talk a little bit about the experience so far. I know you just played nine holes. This is obviously historic, uh, old-style Donald Ross golf course. Mm-hmm. I don't know how big into architecture mm-hmm. you are, but talk a little bit about the experience so far.
7: Yeah, it's been awesome. Got here Sunday night and um, actually met a couple guys that set up the golf course in the hotel, so got a nice warm welcome and— Got here yesterday, played 18, and it was weird playing by myself for the first time. Um, College golf and golf, you're always paired up in a foursome, and it's going pretty – it feels like it's going quick, but you're out there for a long time. So got to do that and, you know, just hit on the range by really good players, the new superstars of the PGA Tour, and see how I match up against them. It's been really special and can't really wait to get the week started.
1: Is playing – like you just mentioned, you're playing a few rounds sort of by yourself or paired with a person, one or two people – you're you're very recently removed essentially from team golf mm-hmm. so has there been a huge adjustment for you playing an event sort of alone without a team i'm sure you mm-hmm. have your own mm-hmm. you know collective team yeah. with friends and family but mm-hmm. you know what i mean
7: yeah it's been a lot different normally uh, we're cracking jokes out there and stuff and these guys are and this is their job so they're a lot more professional and it, it's a lot different um miss my buddies though because we would be playing games and stuff so it's a little different but at the end of the day, it's still trying to get prepared for a golf tournament so I can go out and try to play the best I can.
1: So coming in here as an amateur, obviously you've played. I know you've played in a few APG events, APGA events. I think you finished in the top ten in one of them, if I'm not wrong. Yeah,
7: runner-up and then oh, runner six in one. Oh, runner-up. Oh, my
1: God. I'm telling you, folks, these are the future stars. I mean, it's a couple years. This guy's going to be winning the <laughs> Masters, and here we are with him right now. So let me ask you a question. How do you prepare for an event as an am, knowing that your plan is not to turn professional until – potentially after the U.S. Amateur. Mm. Do you look at this event any differently than you would after you turned professional, or do you treat it the same?
7: Treat it the same. Um, I say it's on a big boy golf course, and you're playing with the big boys, but at the end of the day, it's still you, your golf ball in the hole. So for me, I'm treating it like every other golf tournament. It, it's hard not to try to make it bigger than it is, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's just still golf. So just going into it how I do it every other tournament, and when I tee it up on Thursday, I feel like I'm the best prepared to go do the best that I can
1: so one of the things i wanted to talk to troy about which it's one of the reasons it makes golf not just the corn Ferry tour or the pga tour or even the lpga tour special it's one of the things that makes golf special is how it touches the youth mm-hmm. so directly this week at the corn Ferry tour event here at the unc health championship they have a first tee clinic and that clinic is going to be for all the first tee in the triangle all the the kids around here i think it's ages whatever five to fifteen something like that and you are going to be a part of that clinic. I have a couple questions, but let's, let's start with why did you decide to do the clinic?
7: Yeah, for me, I want to help people behind me and open up doors behind me. And if a kid can see somebody swinging a golf club that looks like them or just people that they look up to, um, just getting them in the game of golf, that doesn't mean they need to play professional golf, play college golf, but just get in the game of golf because you can meet so many people. And I think this is one of the best games that you can ever play. So being able to just help kids, I, I love – helping kids. Um, just trying to put a smile on their face makes me happy, so I'm looking forward to that today.
1: Does it get your mind off the competition just a little bit?
7: Yeah, I mean, there's more important things in life. Um, obviously, this is a big stage, and golf is going to be my job, but there, there's bigger things that are going on in life that are more important than you not playing good, so um, helping other people out and trying to get them in a in a good place is more warming to my heart than shooting a 63 so looking <laughs> forward to that yeah did
1: you start in a first tee type program when you were mm-hmm. starting up were you yeah I, the did first tee?
7: I was in the first tee actually um back in Columbus that's kind of where I started I started with my dad but they put me in there a little bit later um and the first tee is great because it teaches you so much about golf just not you know how they grip a club hit a club but the things that come with golf being honest being a good person and those things um, bleed over into real life situations, so I think what the what the first tee does for kids and giving them opportunities to get in the game of golf is awesome.
1: Is this the first time you've done a clinic for the first tee?
7: Yes. Yep.
1: That's a that's a huge moment. Yeah. So you're in the first tee, right? Mm-hmm. You come all the way up. He's going to be pro in just a few months, folks. He's playing this week in a huge pro event, and you're going to be teaching kids tonight. Yeah. So, all right, so give me give me something. Are you going to, you're going to hit a cool trick shot? Have, what are your plans here?
7: I haven't really thought that far. I'm more of a guy that just wings it. Um, I haven't really thought that far. Just um, probably just go over the basics, the grip, how to hold the club, and whatever questions parents or the kids might have. And um, we'll probably let a couple drives loose, or if the kids want to see a shot, I'll try to pull it off. But, yeah. Uh, I haven't really thought that far yet we're just kind of gonna roll with the flow
1: i love it i love it one more question here for troy uh, troy taylor the second joining us here at the unc health championship you just played nine holes you said you played 18 yesterday are are you an architecture buff or like the fact that this is donna rock golf course mm-hmm. does that matter to you
7: yeah i not great with knowing the names of architecture but love golf courses um that donna ross Pete dies. so i played a couple of donna ross courses he does a really good job of messing with your eye and the greens are crazy so i have played a few and it, it's a historic golf course and i love going to historic places because there's a lot of history behind it so me being able to play here is um really special so i'm looking forward to the test that mr ross is going to put up for yeah. us this week
1: it's going to be a test especially on the greens the greens donna ross greens are always a massive mm-hmm. massive test so last question for troy what is the part of your game that we need to pay attention to? We need to keep an eye on. Ah, oh, you, you're a huge bomber. You putt it like crazy. What is the what is what is your? You had to put a list. One, two, three.
7: One, two, three. One short game. Short, okay. short sided Um okay. That's where I'm really good um, with the short game. And then I think everything else I just do decently well. I'm trying to get better every day and you know become a really good putter because that's what you need to do to make it out on onto the PGA Tour. So just getting better every day. But I think. Short game is definitely my number one strength, and then two is iron play. And then um, three is I think I try to stay pretty poised. I don't think that's anything in my game, but I try to keep my feet where I am and uh, try to keep a level head, so I think that would probably be my third strength.
1: Yeah, mental strength. Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, hey, listen. Putting is number one. Short game is number one. You're going to tell the kids at the first tee. Every tour player we have ever had on this show says, start with the short game. Listen, Troy, good luck this week. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much for taking a couple minutes.
7: Appreciate it. Thank and you guys for having run, me on. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Good luck
1: this week at the UNC Health Championship.
7: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday. We'll have more from Scotland tomorrow. Uh, we got lots of people coming through the press room at the LPGA Tour, on the PGA Tour. I should have some more stuff for the Cornberry Tour. I'm going back out there later on this morning. Uh, There's just a whole lot of stuff going on in the world of golf, and we're doing our best to bring it all to you guys. Have a good day.